You're listening to Amina Amso Network Podcast. Kia ora and welcome to this week's episode where we're talking about endometriosis. Endometriosis is a common women's condition. Every one in 10 women experience endometriosis in their life here in New Zealand. And um, you know what? It's a debilitating condition affecting women's uterus, the endometrium. This is the place where the woman hosts her baby. So it's quite an important place uh, and, and part of the body. But it's often a painful disorder in which tissues similar to the tissues that normally lines the inside of the uterus, the endometrium, are found elsewhere in the uterus. So endometriosis mostly involves the ovaries, fallopian tube, and tissues lining the pelvis. Of course, um, you can also find it in the intestines. And so the woman's quality of life, this really means is that the woman's quality of life can be severely affected. Diagnosis can be delayed for at least nine years and the pain associated with this condition Kind of remember, like if you if you get your period, my female listeners out there, and the pain that associates with that, the cramps. Yup, think about that times about ten, or sometimes a bit more. And so March is Endometriosis Awareness Month, and this episode is dedicated to all the women out there who suffer from that. And with me on the show is friend and endometriosis survivor. <laughs> I'd like to say survivor Shannon Hardup, Hardrop. Uh, Shannon is a mother of three, a part-time student who works part-time. She homeschools her kids and she is a wife. Shannon, welcome back to the show. Nice to see you. Thank you, Mina. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Now bear with us as we have this conversation and deal with some of the internet situations that we've been facing recently. So if Shannon cuts uh, away, she will return safely, hopefully, to our show. <laughs> Shannon, you have had um, endometriosis in your early in early twenties, and you've gone through the motions. Sorry, was it early twenties or early teens? Early twenties. Yeah. Early twenties, and you've gone through the motion of the symptoms and what that's like. So, describe to us what was it like for you? Well, it started off for me in my um, late teenage years, and it started off with the typical symptoms of period pain. Um, that were, you know, really needed extra pain relief to um, mm -hmm. to, to get rid of that pain. Um, but as things progressed and time progressed, I found that a lot of my pain and a lot of my symptoms were focused uh, more around my bowel and my digestive symptoms. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, pain with bowel movements, etc. Mm. Um, which obviously led me to go and see a GP. Um, and then I went through um, various um, procedures to try and get to the bottom of it and find out why I was having those sort of symptoms on my bowel. And um, every time, every procedure wouldn't show anything conclusive. They couldn't necessarily find anything wrong that could explain the symptoms that I was having. And mm. so... Around about the age of 20, I was diagnosed with having irritable bowel syndrome. Um, but mm -hmm. the, the symptoms 
did progress and I just had that niggling feeling in the back of my mind that there was something more to it Mm. than just irritable bowel syndrome. And obviously it wasn't um, IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, which is a completely different um, kettle of fish where the you get bouts of, like you're saying, diarrhea and constipation uh, due to irritation of the bowels. And yeah. um, it must have been frustrating having gone to different doctors and um, specialists who weren't able to pinpoint what that was. How long did it take for your diagnosis to come through properly and efficiently? Well, I had my um, first surgery for endometriosis when I was 22. So I would say it was from around the age of 17, 18 that I started to get the symptoms. So for me, that's about five years before um I was actually given the investigative surgery and it was discovered that it uh, was endometriosis. So how would you describe the pain, like from 1 to 10 when you when you had yours? Was it like a mild case or one of those severe ones that people really suffer from? Um, for me, the pain was, um, it was, it was right up there. So it would be to the point at times where, it was so bad that I feel like I, I did want to pass out or I did want to faint or I would kind of come over in a cold sweat and, and with the shakes and things because the pain was so great. Um, and I know that my sister can attest to being with me one time when I was um, suffering a little bit and she said, yeah, yeah this, is, this is quite full on. Mm. Um, this isn't you know, just your normal. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that must have been a real distressing and difficult time in your life. And, um, I mean, with the pain, did you have any blood, um, not blood, sorry, but did you have any pain relief being given to you by the doctors? I mean, did it work? Definitely. So at the time, they still thought that um, it was bowel-related. And I guess at this stage, they thought it was internally bowel-related, mm. not externally bowel-related, which is what it ended up being. Um, so they were treating me with things to treat the constipation, to treat the um, the diarrhea, which would literally just go on for months on end. Mm. Um, and there wouldn't be any regularity um, mm. to my digestive system. And I guess what made me feel like there was something still going on that hadn't yet been discovered there was that I was eating really well and mm. I was following a really healthy diet. And I, I didn't feel like I should still be getting um, these symptoms because I was trying to um, adhere to the irritable bowel syndrome um, guidelines. So you were eating well, you were doing all things right, so you were given pain relief medications. Um, what, what were you given? What sort of pain relief were you given? Like paracetamol or the, 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 the high-end morphine stuff that really knocks you out? Um, I do remember being given some more stronger medication for pain, um, but also to, um, as I said, ease the symptoms of the uh, intermittent constipation and diarrhea. But I'm quite a petite person, and so they gave me um, quite a full adult dose, um, which was just a little bit too much for Mm. me. So I remember having to go back and say, could we please adjust that medication slightly down? Um, so there was a bit mm. of um, toing and froing around with getting the right um, pain relief medication mm. there. But 
it was more than just pain. It was more as just a feeling of really awful discomfort that you just didn't feel right in your stomach and in your abdomen area. It's it's a feeling that I'm sure many women with endometriosis will um, attest to. You just mm. it's just discomfort, and you just think mm. if I could just remove that discomfort, it would be yeah, it would yeah. be so good. Did it, did did the discomfort uh, carry on throughout the whole day, or was it certain moments in, in time? For me, because the um, eventual diagnosis of my endometriosis was on my bowel, for me it was a constant thing. Um, mm. Whereas um, some of my friends who have had endometriosis would um, say that it was linked to their periods or to their um, time of ovulation, mm. whether they would get their pain. Um, whereas mine was just a ongoing, consistent thing all the time. Yeah. I guess your bowel is, is always in, always working and always um, functioning day in, day out. Because I suppose, yeah, like when you're talking about quality of life and the symptoms, for you it was the diarrhea, the constipation. When you're driving, when you're in an event, when you're out and about, you must have been thinking, um, how am I going to move, how am I going to make this or go through this event without, uh, without having a, a bathroom nearby? Definitely. I think I knew where every single toilet in Auckland was. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, I bet. And, I, and I would often um, make sure that I, um, sometimes when I would leave a restaurant um, and I would be with friends, I would think, gosh, I, I, need, to, I need to get to a toilet really soon. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it did it, it lead to, quite a bit of anxiety actually around socializing and going mm. out and mm. um and eating and, and those sorts of things which was yeah it was quite tricky so it was definitely a relief to be able to yeah. um get a diagnosis mm. now i'm just going to get you for the people who are watching us um on youtube you will be able to find out why i'm going to say this but shannon um would you mind moving to your left hand side for me i love it i love people who are sitting in the center because that helps my center brain like relax <laughs> we we do do these conversations on uh, spotify and on youtube so you can watch us or you can just listen to us in your car and your in your living room while washing the dishes or putting the kids to sleep uh so i and also by the way i have shannon um hard up with me today talking about endometriosis and her journey through symptoms diagnosis and eventually having a surgery um and uh, a massive relief so you talked about um your symptoms and how you um journeyed with the missed diagnosis that um carried on for several years um what eventually happened i changed GP actually because I felt as I mentioned that there was something a little more going on there mm. and um the GP I had was had done the investigative test and said no 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 that's it that, that's there's no more to find here mm. so in changing GP um I came across a lovely woman in um uh, city central and she had just been doing some reading on endometriosis which was just really timely for me yeah and she said to me you know what I think 
it might be worth sending you to um, fertility associates at Ascot Hospital and just mm. seeing um, what they've got to say. And if they think that your symptoms may in fact be endometriosis. Mm. And so I went along there for a specialist appointment and um, at this um, this time, so this was early 2000s, they only had one way of being able to truly diagnose endometriosis and that is by laparoscopic surgery. Mm. So they were reasonably confident that my symptoms could be endometriosis, but they had to prepare you for the fact that to diagnose this, we do actually have to do a surgery, which is under general anaesthetic. Mm-hmm. And um, you may woke up having had um, endometriosis removed from wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. So that was that was quite um, quite an, uh, a lot of information to take in. Actually, mm-hmm. that um, it's not just about going in and investigating, but they they could actually do what they needed to do. And so you, you had to give consent for all these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I, you obviously, can't at give, that point, I think I'd, you gave consent. Yeah, and I, I really just had enough, I think, of, of struggling with what I felt was something else. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I said, let's do it. Let's mm-hmm. sign up for the surgery. So that was in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. So that was quite, quite some time ago, but you clearly remember everything about that day, about that surgery when you got in there and when you put, when you put on sedation. And yep. you woke up and you I felt... I still remember what I did. <laughs> yeah, you, what did you do? <laughs> so I knew that the laparoscopic surgery, just to investigate, meant that they would go in through your belly button. But I knew that if surgery had been done, that there would be more than just a um, bandage over my belly button, that mm-hmm. there would be bandages lower down. So I remember waking up in my hospital bed and immediately sort of putting my hands down to my abdomen area and feeling there was definitely one over the belly button and yeah. then feeling down lower. Oh, my goodness, there was three or four down low. Yeah. And, and it, it was a strange um, sense of, oh, my goodness, there was there's something there. That This is it. They've, they've found something. And is this now my relief is about to, you know, my recovery is about to start to happen. So, um, most people might be thinking, oh, no, this is what it means. But I kind of had a strange sense of like, yeah. finally, finally yeah. we've got there and now we can move on. So did it leave any scar tissues, this surgery that you had? Yeah, it did, unfortunately, and that is a risk of surgery. Yeah. And they go through all of these things with you beforehand. Yeah. Um, and as a result of those scar tissues, I did have to go back and have a second operation I felt that I was still having some more pain there. And what they found in that second operation was only just a little bit more endometriosis that may have been missed the first time, but that um, part of my bowel had been caught and stuck up onto my ovary because of, um, they call them adhesions, and Mm -hmm. so the the organs are just more likely to stick together where there's the scar Mm -hmm. tissue. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a story, isn't it? And you must have been mm. so relieved to wake up thinking, oh, something has gone. Something is missing now. Something, I, and you know, you obviously had no more pain after that surgery, the second or third surgery. I would say it was a turning point, but there was still quite a road to recovery. Yeah. Um, because obviously they'd had to remove 
um, endometriosis on many points in my bowel, um, it did actually have an effect on the way my bowel functioned. Mm. And so then um, at that point I turned to natural health Mm. and used um, some really wonderful supplements to help my um, recovery through to the point now where I would say I've successfully lived without any pain or any symptoms for at least a decade. Wow. So this actually brings me to what beautifully brings me to the next um, thing because um, you have been inspired by this journey to pursue healthy eating and healthy um, um, nutrition really and, and, and products that are natural to help support healthy digestion and you are actually studying to become a naturopath and, right, yeah. um, and um, having gone through three pregnancies and um, you have thought this is the time to, yeah, go for this um, new adventure and to take up part-time study. And how is that going? It's great. I actually thoroughly love it. Like I just can't get enough some days. Mm. Um, I think studying later on in life, you really appreciate it, and especially when it's something that you're quite passionate about. Mm. Uh, I can't wait to get into my study for the day and see what I'm going to be learning next. And it is, it's highly enjoyable. I really, really do enjoy it. And I, I just really can't wait to be, um, in my own practice and being able to help people that have been on a similar journey yeah. and that have had digestive troubles and yeah. um, or have had endometriosis um, mm. or been through just even stressful events um, because obviously having endometriosis and all the, the lead up and then the afterwards was very stressful, which can have its oh. own impact um, on your health and well-being. And so, yeah, it's definitely a passion of mine is digestion and uh, helping people to overcome any challenges that they have with it so is this kind of the goal for your study definitely yeah definitely yeah I'd like to have my own practice one day and to be supporting other people in their journeys to health and well-being and how far have you got to finish your studies I'm almost halfway, which is quite exciting. Being a part-time study, it does mean it's going to take a number of years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just about at the end of my third year. Wow, and, awesome. Uh, yeah, but we've still got a few more years to go yet. Any, any sort of interesting highlights that you've enjoyed throughout your, your program? Um, what I notice is that the... Um, subjects and the topics that I often find of particular interest and in, in delve into a lot is ones that um, other family members or other friends have. So um, I've had uh, friends who have had um, issues with their gallbladders. Mm. I've had uh, friends that have had diabetes um, and uh, people that have skin issues with eczema and asthma. Mm. And so whenever I'm reading a topic that relates to somebody that I know, I think it, it helps to make that connection and I can apply it to that person and their personal story and mm. it just becomes a more interest to me and I, I feel like those topics definitely stick in my head a little more because I've, I've got that personal connection. Well, so exciting. So before we wrap up, I just want you to, um, if, you, if you may, just talk about like just whoever is listening and going through these symptoms of endo and 
suffering from it and perhaps are still in the in the missed diagnosis or on the yet to be diagnosed stage what sort of words of wisdom and advice would you would you tell these people I would say to these people if you have that niggling thought in the back of your mind that there's something more uh, to your diagnosis than what you're potentially being told mm-hmm. definitely push to try and, and get more things explored um, I know that there's a, a lot of talk these days about a lot of um, pain and a lot of mm-hmm. um, symptoms being as a cause of stress these days and whilst that that can be true I think mm-hmm. it's really beneficial for the patient and for the individual to explore um, the physical side of things as far as they possibly can to, to rule out anything before you get given a diagnosis of this is pain from stress um, because I think it helps to put your mind at ease. And like in my case, um, it was just, it was like peeling back the layers of the onion and eventually we finally got to the right um, place. Mm-hmm. But these days there's a wonderful um, amount of support for endometriosis. I think it's far more well-known these days. And um like GPs know a lot more about it. They're much more aware of the symptoms and there's some fantastic specialists out there who can assist with um, advice and the right way to go. Uh, So I would just say reach out to your doctor, reach out um, to specialists if you have private medical insurance and you're able to go that way. Mm. Um, There's wonderful websites. Um, The Endometriosis New Zealand has a wealth of information on their website, uh, all about symptoms and treatment and living with the disease, Mm. which I definitely uh, recommend um, reading for anyone who thinks that they may have um, the condition. And just, yeah, ask for support. Uh, There's actually lots of women out there Mm. these days who have had the um, condition or are living with it. Um, And I think it definitely helps to be able to talk to somebody else who's had it um, because there's a, a real um, bond and understanding there. Yeah, totally. And uh, on this subject, um, the New Zealand doctor has um, posted on their website um, just yes, last week, actually, where a study has been published last week revealing the profound effects of endometriosis and chronic pelvic pain that is happening on women's lives across Aotearoa, New Zealand. It's, you know, this... Um, affects all aspects of their life, including education, their career, their family and relationships, mental health, and also physical intimacy. And the the study that's just been released um, has looked at 800 women, and um, uh, they noted that Maori participants of the study reached um, parity with um, New Zealand's Maori population. So. Um, this is probably the largest national study of its kind, um, mm. so involving Maori women too. And um, what they found was that women are suffering from the delayed um, diagnostic situation, the impact and diagnostic delay of endometriosis. It's actually not so much the endometriosis itself only, but it's the delay in the diagnosis. And so the study has confirmed the impact this is having on women and the need for um, 
doctors, policymakers, uh, and a number of huge players to come on board um, and health services to just take urgent action. Um, I'm quoting here Deborah Bush, who's the Endometriosis New Zealand president. She says, we strongly encourage healthcare practitioners, policymakers, and health services to take urgent action, implementing the clinical pathway for the treatment and management of endometriosis in New Zealand, which is launched in 2020 and is one clear way to immediately improve health outcomes for all those living with um, endometriosis and chronic pelvic pain. And so this study has highlighted yeah, the need for further research into um, the experiences and requirements of those chronic pelvic pain and endometriosis in New Zealand. And um, um, there's a hope for you out there who's experiencing these symptoms, and I do hope that you get the appropriate doctor and advice and diagnosis to be able to have a real good quality of life. And so, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show and having uh, this conversation with us and, for, yeah, for being with us. Now, this is our um, end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed uh, it so much. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, on YouTube. And, um, yeah, we hope to connect with you. And if you wish to yeah, have any ideas on anything that we spoke about today or you have an idea about the show and you want to suggest a topic, I'll be really happy to, to have that chat with you and um, explore more issues that uh, women face and men. <laughs> but I believe women, I think women mainly listen to me. Uh, but if you're a man, thank you for listening. And um, until next week, take care and so much for listening to this week's episode if you liked it would you please share it with a friend if you enjoyed it so much would you please leave us a review and a rating on apple podcasts because that would really help get the message out we also want to continue talking potential with you and discuss it so you can head over to our facebook private group and keep the conversation going that is very important in reaching one's fullest potential which is to listen to think about your own situation and discuss it with other people on the same page thank you so much for listening to this week's episode until next week hi rira